Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. Yes. Welcome in. It's the Tim McCurdy Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Jackson Burkett is sitting across from me, and it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. That's what you say. That's right. Well, I had nowhere else to go, so <laughs> right. threw my default there. January 24th, 2023. Hello, friends, and welcome in to QFTA. Uh, we are about to head to Jamaica, and Jackson, you will be spending four nights sharing one bed with Lisa Ann. Your thoughts before I go into my many emails that are prepared for this wonderful presentation. I think Doug said it best uh, on TMA today. You know, this is something you tell your grandkids about. This when is... you record your sound story at 80 yep. in 56 years, boy, and I will be... 102. Right. And still, still and delivering. And conducting the right. interview. Still be delivering teases. Yes. Uh, you will talk about this time spending the four nights in Jamaica with Lisa Ann. Yeah. I mean, I tell my friends about that. Like the, I tell them, like, yeah, Lisa Ann's coming with us to Jamaica. First, they can't believe the show's going to Jamaica. Then they can't believe that Lisa Ann's coming with us. Then they can't believe that Lisa Ann and I are sharing a room. And then they can't believe that Lisa Ann and I are sharing a bed. So it's it's like a Russian doll with all the layers, uh, you know, to this. And then uh, by the end, they're just there's nothing but respect. So I and I appreciate it, and I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, she's such a cool, like nice person, and that is what I think is so key. Because this is a, I mean, this is a traveling parties. You want to have people that you know are cool hang out, but also, you know, give you the space you need. It's a very meticulous thing you got to figure out. And Lisa Ann checks all the boxes. Wow. Well, this is what's happening. Now, I, how are you going to handle it as far as secrets, secrets are no fun, secrets, secrets hurt someone? Well, that's just the thing, Tim, is it's going to, everything will be secrets, hush, hush. And that's how it should be. That's why I can't make the bet as to the coitus wager of two and a half. Right, right. And that's as it should be. But I'll be a man of honor. I won't say I did if I didn't. And I won't say, well, I might say I I didn't if I did. But but that's that's not specific to anybody. That just might be just, you know, because I'm a, I'm a gentleman. Right. But I would never say I did if I did not. That is something I could promise you. Yeah, I would. I, that, that, I follow that whole thing. Okay, well, there it is. Jackson is uh, is giving you his battle plan here for uh, four nights in Jamaica and spending those evenings sharing a room, sharing a bed with Lisa Ann. 
It's special. It's I really mean, special. there are there are Saudi princes who would pay ten million dollars for what you are getting for free. Yep. And all I have is boyish charm. That's right. And swagger. <laughs> yeah. Did you see she tweeted about your swagger like an hour ago. I know. Uh, this that, I believe that was was that an hour ago? I, I retweeted it. Uh very happy to see Lisa Ann uh still on the Joe Burrow swag campaign. Even though I saw my I don't know about your TikTok, Tim, because I know you're now into TikTok. I am. My enti- my entire feed now is like Joe Burrow interviews where like Girls are going crazy about him. I didn't request this. I keep swiping his. I wonder how that happened. Here, I let's don't know. go through my TikTok. We open it up, and that's uh, yeah, right that's... on brand. <laughs> I mean, are you are you alarmed to see that? I have no idea who it is. It's just some beautiful lass. And she's not really doing anything, by the way. Nope. She's just kind of standing nope. there. This is kind of this is kind of what I'm looking for. About forty eight thousand um, likes and then on that. Probably bad boy. something uh, involving investments. Usually, that seems to be the main thing. Some movie. Uh, Clips. clips. Yeah, I love those. That's a uh, that's a go-to. You get those motivational speakers every once in a while. Some guy. Ew, I, his, I get past that. Cow, his, my, what a what a business that is. Some guy in his mid twenties saying, "If you don't two hundred grand <laughs> by now, then you're a loser or something." Uh what what happened to open up the cottage industry to the motivational speaker who hasn't done anything with their life? How did that? How did that? Because that I. I, I imagine they were around before, but with the proliferation of social media, you now have people who haven't done anything screaming at you. Screaming. It, it is screaming. And then somehow people like will buy in, and I'm just going, what the fuck? I just, I, 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 how did that happen? Like, how, I don't know what's more alarming, the fact that this became a business for people yeah. who haven't done anything to motivate people to do something or the fact that there are people who will pay the people who haven't done anything who will yell at them to do something i'm i'm truly in awe of it listen and, I, in, and in a way i kind of go oh i didn't i didn't know there was a cottage industry there right i respect the hustle here's what i think it is people are very impressionable we've seen that over the years and it continues to be the case uh, they don't have all the answers, and maybe they you don't. See how I'm getting, you see, I'm, I'm kind of like Jiminy Glick here. I'm getting very comfortable. Sans the 400 pounds, but I'm like getting in this like, like we're doing a, a coffee, like we're leaning over coffee, and we're getting very comfortable in, in Starbucks. Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Burgess Meredith. <laughs> God, like, what a great transition. Um, but people are impressionable. They don't have all the answers, and then someone comes up with this buzzword salad. Uh, where they just kind of yell at you, tell you you have to wake up earlier, you have to drink about 120 more <laughs> ounces of water, uh, protein only. And then at the end of it, after you've been lost in a trans of buzzwords, you're like, yeah, all right, that sounds pretty good. And then they that, and then they hit you over the head with the course that they have, a 12-part course uh, that's a monthly rate. And then and you're are like, your friends oh. into this? Is Gareth into this? I think Gareth's into this. No, I, I, I really hope, if any of my friends are listening, that they're not silly enough to buy in. Like there are these little cults. Oh, yeah. And I just go, oh, my God. And here's, here's, maybe I'm off the mark, but if people learn secrets, or in 2023, what do we call these things? Let's see if you can get it. Uh, you and I are playing Password. Uh, content hacks hacks ah yes life hacks <laughs> oh god those are oh my god <laughs> i might throw live hacks 
throw this water bottle in honor of balloon party uh, across the studio. The people who really have the edge, one of the reasons why they have the edge is because they're not going to share the edges. Similar to a, similar to a gambling tout. Right. Like, I want to ask the wizard about Daily Fantasy, realizing it's not like he can go, oh, do this, you know? <laughs> There's no, it's, it's not a, two plus two equals four. Right, but I, I also, re- I know the program, and you don't share, which is why when people wrote poker books 15, 20 years ago during the poker boom, some of the guys were really irritated by it. Right. Now, I read them, and I di- and they truly did help my return on investment, that's that's real. I can speak to that. Maybe it's anecdotal. Maybe it was coincidental. I don't know, but I know that it happened because I was learning strategy, but I know some guys who were professional poker players were really irritated that essentially it was like magicians telling people how they did the tricks. Right, right, right. So I wasn't planning on talking about it. Have a have got a bunch of emails oh, ready to go here. I, I just, just showed, I just showed Jackson my uh my MacBook here, and uh, but it is something that I've realized, and I look at it and go, wow. And then, then you can like sell merchandise and stickers, and, and I go, fuck. I mean, what? everybody who gets a TikTok that has like a hundred thousand more, a hundred thousand plays, immediately starts selling merch, and I just wonder who, who's buying? Oh, where'd you get that T-shirt? Oh, it's a guy I watched on TikTok who made a video. I, I, I don't get it. Hey, it doesn't impact me in any way. Bingo. I just look at it and I go, wow, that's really going on, and I can't believe people are this gullible. I think that's actually what I think. And then I move on, and then I open up my TikTok, and then we see that girl in whatever red outfit that was. Yeah, and that was that's, like a, that's where I am. It was city red. Uh, let's see what we got here. Well, we got sponsors. Uh, thank goodness, and we're grateful for them all. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Ryan Kelly online at TheHomeLoanExpert.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance agency mark Hanna of evergreen wealth Strategies, seth goldcamp of design air heating and cooling and jamie burkhardt clayton patterson and peter munganest of munganest st louis acura and alton toyota all making this podcast possible uh and also i'd like to tell the people about sound story i think it works for valentine's day that doug vaughn lives in there doing sound stories big now. time big time Doug's a hot commodity D- doug's a hot commodity you got a little uh you got a little experience last week oh you sent me the most lovely text. Do you mind me talking about this? Because it was just so, it was just not the way that things usually, not the way people usually are. They don't, it's it's like when I get a really nice email from yeah. a listener. I'm not saying they're not there. It's just usually, hey, I, the podcast wasn't up or he can right, do something. Right, right, right. He's breathing. And I'm not, that, that's, that's, that's not unique to our audience. That's the way that it works. Yeah. Because people aren't just going to, you know, I'm just in a mood where I'm going to send a nice but you got done doing a sound story. You hadn't done one in a while, and it was a it was really an incredible experience. Yeah, it was really was. Like I, I, I was just hitting balls in the simulator, and I'm looking down at my phone. I go, "Look at fucking Jackson. This is wonderful to see. Wonderful I, to receive." Just the feeling I got afterwards, because the person who I did it with was so appreciative of being able to tell her story. And she did it over the phone. You said yes. It was over the phone, so I didn't get that face to face connection. Yet I could still feel such a strong connection in yeah. person. And although, you know, I'm really all I'm doing is just kind of answering, asking some basic questions and kind of guiding it through, with being able to listen to it and experience that with the person I was doing with, and also understanding how much the people who are going to receive it are going to be so appreciative of it forever. It was truly an experience I had never really felt. I haven't had that feeling in a long, maybe, you know, in a long, long time where it was like not only satisfaction, but like just pure gratitude for the opportunity to do it and mm-hmm. so i wanted to send you that text because 
you know, I feel, you know, oftentimes with any business or anything, you kind of get caught up in, you know, numbers and doing this and that and scheduling stuff. But sometimes it's good to just like take a second and appreciate and have some gratitude about the opportunities you get. And I thought that that was a good opportunity to do so because like I said, man, I was, uh, I was walking five inches taller the second I got done doing it. No, it's it. the best to hear. Oh, it's outstanding. It's one of those things, and you, you hit on it when you, when you text it. It's just something that's great for everybody involved, not just right. the people who get them mm-hmm. and their family members, but then also those of us. I mean, I for the first time, learn any time she's done one, she says, I can't get there. And Courtney Lander told me she did her first last week of 106.5 The Art. She says, I can't get through them without crying. I go, God, yeah, I mean, not... I, that's just not what I'm doing. Not, right. That's really alarming to people. But this past week, I think I had one where I wasn't like weeping, but I was like, I'm, like had tears just because of what the story was with this couple and what they had dealt with. This guy had been paralyzed um, in mid fifties, still here, and has just like he goes, well, of course I have a good attitude. What other way is there to go through life? And then his wife married him even though they had known each other all their life and they weren't together and still married him, knowing she would have to be a caretaker their entire lives for, I mean, God bless America. It's yeah. just, it's the best. And I, I realize, you know, I, it's, it's, it is a business. There's no question it's a business. I, I suppose it's not good business to acknowledge that something's a business, but whatever. I right. pers- always err on the side of just being straightforward. Um, but it really is something that, and it's, fortunately become popular and we certainly want to do more with it and we're planning on doing even more with it than than already just emailing with joe buck who's involved in it uh here within the last hour um and if you are interested mysoundstory.com whether it be jackson whether it be doug myself from tma rizzuto or moon from uh the riz show randy Carricker from 101 espn uh, learn and John Hewlett from KC95, Courtney Landrum from 106.5 The Arch. Did I leave anybody out? I sometimes I think, I think you got them all. Just doing this. Okay, there it is. Uh, MySoundStory.com. And get a gift certificate and and also just get it. Like, I haven't done one with my mom yet. Mm-hmm. And I got to do that. Yeah. And I want to have that. Yeah. She's the person I hold in the highest esteem of anybody in the world. She is synonymous with the word love. Uh, truly represents it in her actions. And I have got to make sure I get that that done and that's that's the thought process uh so with that all said my soundstory.com all right jackson all right let's see we got one two three four five six um pick a number one through six and then I, so you see that this is of course not that you would doubt me but for the purpose of then i'll just three Dwayne wade okay three see here we have truck we have caleb we have adam there you go. So there you go. There you see there. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's open it up. It's me again. It's Love like that. Tom Schmidt with Oh Hey. Love it. Already off to a good start. I was wondering how you and your colleagues steal yourself. Ooh. This is kind of like uh, the piddle stuff on one. I haven't read it, so I don't know where we're going. Yeah. With being in the public spotlight so often. One of the things I really enjoy about the show is the roast type quality from both in the room and externally from callers, texters, and emailers. You've previously mentioned that everyone who enters the arena is fair game for the reindeer games, and if you were willing to give shit out, you need to be willing to take shit too. You've talked about the advice given to Jackson from Gangster Pete about not listening to the opinions of someone uh, who you do not know or who does not know you personally. 
but I was wondering if there was strategy you take when coming into the office each day to remind yourself of that advice and to not break. It often seems that what the callers, texters, and emailers are trying to do is probe what will break someone and get under their skin. And the most likely people on the show, I was about to say, <laughs> just thinking to myself, you know, I was immediately, immediately thinking of two people. Yeah. And then just being Adam, Adam, I was about to say, I'm like, oh shit, are we, are people like trying to break us? Cause uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like, when has Doug ever broken? No. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I, Dan Caesar got me in 2013 with a column by Dan Marshall and it was just like made up. Right. Uh, or Dan Marshall had made the shit up right. and I, and there it's, it's a clip where I'm like screaming and I look back on it. I go, oh my God, like yeah. what the fuck? Um, so anyway, but uh, let's see, under this, under their skin and the, the most likely people on the show to break are Plowboy and Iggy. I myself could not imagine working in an environment where people can constantly watch me while I'm using my phone, monitoring how long it takes for me to get back from break or scrutinize every little statement or action to the finest detail. I don't think I would last more than a few days. So for that, you have my sincerest admiration. Stay gold, pony boy, not call Adam. P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show. All right, Jackson. Well, I mean, we have two different uh, perspectives here. We have you on the show for how long now? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. So we'll call it 25 months. Sure. And me on the show for, since it's uh, beginning in July of 2004, so approaching 19 years, uh, and also different ages and experiences. How would you answer the question, sir? I would answer it that, you know, I don't think there's necessarily like a something. At least I'm. I can only speak from my experience that I do to like remind myself like not to get upset. But I, I often tell my friends they're like, "What's it kind of like?" I'm like, "Well, like if you if you mess up at a normal nine to five job, maybe three four people know about it. You mess up doing this job, a couple thousand people might know about it. So it's kind of like put you have to put that into perspective. But also understanding too that like for the most part, ninety nine percent the roast element of it is in good fun like it's a ball busting more so than it is like a ripping uh so you kind of got to understand that uh you know and also like the organic nature of the show is like if someone sends in a text or a caller comes and rips you whatever your response is is your response and that's the beauty of the show and so like sure if i saw a text and then got like five minutes to collect myself and figure out what i want to say then I might be more cautioned or more on the offensive. But for the most part, it's just stream of consciousness, whatever comes to my mind. And like I said, it's so much all in good fun that's tough for me personally to take it super personally. There are things that I've taken personally before. What have you taken personally? Uh, stuff. Because like, I honestly don't know. I'm not even, I'm not asking, I'm because I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't recall you taking anything personally. I've talked about it before on this podcast where like right when I started the, when it, like the virgin shit starts happening, I was just like, man, this is so. That surprises me that that would bother. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, that's so, and that's uh, what I, f I quickly realized. I'm like, wait, why would I give right. a fuck? Because I know the answer. But but see, that's the thing. Some part of my answer is my perspective on this stuff, having dealt with it right around the time you started to same age, mm -hmm. is you just become. Eventually, yeah. You just don't care. Right. You build a thicker skin, in a sense. Yeah, I, and I, I guess that's probably it. You also just don't care. I, and I, I think, I also think, so it's a different thing also in that the show, 
when I was kind of starting to get, I mean, I, the show didn't exist in 1999 when I started dealing with it, but when the show started in 2004, and it was immediately, they, I'm sure there'll be revisionist history to an extent whenever it comes to an end, and yeah. whatever is written, again, I won't really care, because I know the dollars, and I know the downloads, and that's all that matters, and I know how our, the people we work with right. feel about it, and so that I guess, there, so, but that's the thing. We, you don't have that at the beginning. Yeah. And so I think the, if you want to call it thick skin, in part comes with the repetition of getting it. Yeah. And by getting it, I mean taking shit, but also comes with, yeah, at this point, the game is kind of over. If they walk in and go, you guys are out, you know, there are a series of things that are good that will happen. Yeah. For me, with you know, <laughs> contractually and 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 also, I'd go okay. Well, we we can immediately take the show and go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like the show would end. Yeah. And then also, I'd go okay. Well, now I'm going to move. Right. So. And, and it's not like I have enough to just go, okay, I'm done, period. But I'm, it's, a different, it's a different situation now than when the thing started 19 years ago. Right. And so, therefore, it's not that I don't care at all. I think, if anything, I can't stop caring, but caring about building. Right. Like my current quest specific to TMA, because I think my bigger thing at the moment is as far as like growth opportunities, growth opportunities would be sound story number one, and that's without question. Right. Um, based on what, what has happened with that, I also still am super bullish on this, mm-hmm. not necessarily in its current form, but doing more with this. TMA, I, I, I want to bring KG and O-Town on. I see a growth opportunity in TMA with KG and O-Town. Yeah because I see an opportunity with social media that we're just not tapping into with how popular the show is, but to, to expose more people to sure. it because it is a different kind of thing that I think plays well for 2023 because it is authentic and it does appeal to a certain demographic, usually of guys in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And while we joke about the fact that very few women listen to from an advertising standpoint, we reach a great demographic, and it's a tough demographic to reach, to reach young men. Yeah. Uh, in addition to men in their, you know, 50s as well, uh, and I'm sure plenty in their 60s, but on a bell curve, the, the number would be, I think, people born probably in the early 1980s to, to mid-1980s is about the, the top of the, yeah, the, the, the right. bell curve. So with that all said, it doesn't wreck me like it used to wreck me because I don't really it does it doesn't matter and I know the truth and so if I went oh shit our advertising revenue is down even five percent if it's down period I'd be holy shit if our downloads were down ten percent or like I said five percent I'd go oh you know right you gotta, or if whether it be Tommy Mattern or John Kiowski or somebody at Hubbard Corporate were having, you know, questions or issues, or if there are economic circumstances that lead to questions or issues, because that's beyond our control, well, then those things matter. But 
somebody texting in a, an insult, even if it's if it's not intended to be the roast style, and it's just like anger shit, which we rarely read, but also at the same time, you can vouch for this because you and I are the ones who see the text inbox. We rarely rarely receive on TMA. Right on one hundred and one, we do, but that's yeah, that's a different, a totally different thing. Totally not totally different style of audience, but it's 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 different. And I don't know if there's a lot of overlap um, with the TMA style and in, in, in Balloon Party. Right. So with that said, and I think I made reference to this a week or two ago with regards to criticism, and it just comes with time. But I guess also, I, it, it, I suppose if you were 24 and you had experienced a rush of whatever that would give you confidence slash, okay, whatever, you say whatever, I don't really care um once that happens it 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 doesn't, it doesn't. It, again it, it, it's i don't want to say you don't it still is irritating right but the the scope of the irritation is so minor and i was going back to something that i said a week or two ago on this podcast cuz we were in here recording it and i can picture saying it you don't necessarily worry about what is said so much as who is saying it. Yeah, that's key. And so if it's somebody who I already know, I mean, there are some phone numbers at this point that I see so much shit from that I can, I go, God, this fucking guy. I mean, and this guy will follow us. He'll text a million times during TMA, fucking motherfucking me up and down. And then he goes over to, follows me to 101 and motherfucks me. I'm just like, but I don't go, hold on a second. Does he have a good point? You know, right, is, is there right. a chance that this is Costas? You know, you know, it, it, I go, God, what, what is, what's happened in his life right. that it's gotten to this point where he follow, he listens to me for four hours and is angry as all, it's just like, but if, and I used the example when we were talking about this a week or two ago, you know, there are a lot of people in this building. So to even just like name Randy Carricker, but I suppose he'd be one of the esteemed veteran broadcasters sure. who are here. But there are a lot of people here whose opinion, both on air and off air, I would value. But it's not just limited to people in the Hubbard building. There would be people in St. Louis or national media or whomever who I have a rapport with, and they gave me their I would ab- I, I seek opinions. So it's not that it's like, okay, I'm above criticism i want criticism when i would sit in meetings and if i were the guy at the head of the table i would want people to um dissent i want dissent, not not like 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 it's on twitter and it's like you know but i mean like i i see what you're saying but i don't think it's the right move here is why i want that i don't want just like the tony soprano scene where he recognizes they're laughing at him not because the joke was funny but because he's the one who told it one of my favorite scenes it was just so right. perfect, and without saying much, the realization that was able to convey to the audience is, is the character discovered that. So, bringing it back to Adam's email, I can't imagine that even whoever gets the most shit on the show um, comes into the studio each day, or even ever, honestly, and goes, God, I hope I don't lose my shit today. Right. It's just it's just what the show is. But I will give you a, a little behind the scenes. Um, it, I think it was two weeks ago. We got done with uh, the design air heating and cooling email of the day. And I read an email. And as you know, the, the process for the audience's sake is you filter them out. Right. And I, and I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, based on who sends them in, 
emailers who have performed admirably, for lack of a better term, in the past have... Auto-bid. Auto, okay, all right. Auto, I mean, I give it a once-over, but auto-bid. So, and then I open the thing up, usually in between 945 and 950, and I just start reading. And, and so there's there's trust there, but there's a filter there. Right. And I read one, and it was probably from somebody who would be in the auto category that automatically gets in, and it was just a little... It wasn't as, you know which one I'm talking it's about? A, it was a little, I don't know. It was mean. Yeah, it was mean. It, was it wasn't really all that funny, and it was kind of mean. Yeah. And we got done with the show, and I said to Iggy, and if if I wouldn't have had to run down the hallway to do the 101 ESPN show, I would have done it just me and him. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, we've all had conversations privately that we know aren't going to be, people aren't going to be running the Twitter to talk about. Um, and I said, hey, that one struck me as a little rough. And I didn't like it. I didn't like reading it because yeah. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, it wasn't, first of all, it, 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 sure, things could be funny, but still be mean. But this right. wasn't funny, but it was mean. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm not really cool with that. How are you with it? He goes, oh, I'm fine. I don't, you know, whatever. It's, I'm like, okay. I Doug and I, and I think you and I, have discussed Iggy and what is real and what's not, and I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I'm still not sure on anything. I think when me and him are talking privately, he is 100% oh, yeah, who yeah. he is, but I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, don't, I just, from a personality standpoint, he is, he is, there. there's nobody like him. He's as unique as unique gets. And the trait, he has all, a variety of traits, some of which he has created, some of which is just his personality, that make him this personality that'll live forever. Oh yeah. Um, because he doesn't care, but then he reacts, and I think he does care to an extent. For him, you know, you get to a point, and maybe you'll get to it. Maybe you want to. Hey, if you don't want to get married and have kids, God bless. I'm not saying that's the only way at all. Fuck, not at all. Uh, for me, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but I also didn't have children. Uh, until I guess I was 39 or 40, not because of choice, but just the circumstances that we had. And once you have children, it's not that priorities, I, I suppose I suppose you could say priorities change, but you just some things that used to be important just aren't as important. And also your circle is your family. And that's my interaction every day. And when I walk in the door every day, I could be in a terrible mood. And I see my family, and it's like a, yeah. it's like I just snorted a line, right. you know. Right. And that's a great thing. Like even if it's a bad, day, I know that's there, and that's just makes me so fucking happy. So therefore, what is said about me or the show that's intended to be a shot on Twitter, or the fan page, or in the text inbox, it's kind of like, all right, you know, sweet. Again, it goes back to revenue, downloads, relationship with the views of the corporate the programming, the market manager, and sales. And that kind of is is it. Yeah. Because I've been reading since the beginning of the show, or getting voicemails back when that was done, how the show sucks. The, the show, there never has been a point where everybody goes, the show is wonderful. It's just not the way that it works. Yeah. So I think I said this on the radio earlier this week, or maybe last week, I don't know. But the, this era that is currently being shit on from a previous in comparison to a previous area era well that era that it's currently being shit on was shit on when yeah, it was exactly. present yeah yeah, yeah. and so, but but that's not something that you 
at 24 with two years of experience can know because I didn't know it at about 24, 25 with two years of experience. It comes with seeing it over time. I also understand how in the audience they, they can't necessarily know that because it hasn't been their experience. But if I went to their job, they would have experiences in that profession that that I couldn't possibly relate to. I wouldn't have the you know I wouldn't go on a social media site and pontificate about it. Right. But that but but radio is different. That's that's part of the way that it works, yeah. and you know that. And if you don't know it, if you do wind up doing it, you'll find it out very quickly. So. It's again. I don't want to say it's it's pleasant when it comes to like the the hate mail. Sometimes the stuff that's gotten serious and it's gotten serious. It has. That's a, that's a real thing. Um, I, I don't I don't think people. And I don't I don't know if that if that'll ever come out. Maybe it will at some point. I don't, I don't know if people believe it if and when it does. Right. Um, but I also want to emphasize this. It's not like that's happening every week, but it, it happened a few times last year, um, serious things last year, Ser- perhaps more serious than ever last year, more ab- absolutely more serious actually than ever <laughs> last year, and uh, with multiple people. That's that's one thing. That is that's truly right. that's that's truly concerning. That's a real thing, but that's not about the show. That's about the individuals who can do harm. Right. This type of stuff that Adam's referencing, you just kind of accept it, and it's the cost of doing business from my standpoint. If you say, if you are given the choice, you can do okay, uh, have a show where you get to fuck off with people you truly like. Like, that's a thing that is, you know... um, Because I think there have been shows in St. Louis in the past where people didn't get along. It's not my place to, because I wasn't a part of them, but the, like, like the thing with like Francesa and Mad Dog, they didn't talk in the breaks, you know, as I think they discussed at one point on their 30 for 30. But you truly like, yeah. like we're all going to Jamaica, yeah. and I'm not going, oh, motherfucker, this guy's going to be, you know, it's right. like, oh, this will be amusing. I mean, shit, we hardly ever hang out away exactly. from the station, yeah. you know, so this will be a totally different dynamic. So to have that, but if you're going to have that, and I'm talking about what we currently have, but then the the cost of that, it's like if you have a house, well, now your mortgage, or you're going to put more down, whatever. The cost of that is you are going to have some of the things that Adam listed. I myself cannot imagine working in an environment people can constantly watch me while I'm using my phone, monitoring how long it takes for me to get back from break or scrutinize every little statement or action to the finest detail, I don't think I would last more than a few days. If you isolate it into that statement there, that sentence, I understand it, but I suppose we are aware of the benefits, and therefore it's it's the cost of doing business. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have a show that does to the point where you can just do the show and that's it and not have this stuff go on. It's just not who is the most successful overall broadcaster um howard currently stern. i would say howard stern who i feel like is getting more hate now than oh, he ever has yeah. uh who is the most successful sports talk i'm not Stephen even talking a. smith who gets Stephen a smith colin cowherd oh, yeah. uh, there are accounts dedicated to right like cowherd so that, that's that's what I'm, and then and we're you know we're like a you know a pubic hair on on <laughs> on their bodies so yeah. it's it's a it's a we're nothing in comparison but you recognize it 
I think the thing, I suppose the thing, but it's also probably made the show and my sports knowledge, because if I, if I went to another market at this moment anyway, I wouldn't have the knowledge. For me, it's just, I can, it's not like I got to look it up. Usually it's just in my mind because I watched it as a fan. So I can, and then there's also a natural passion for it. Um, but I would say the thing that I suppose makes it a little, like compounds when it's negative and if it does go public is that, I, that all of my, not all of my, but most of my friends and almost all of my family, uh, yeah, I think all of my family actually, as far as nuclear family is in St. Louis. And so that's a different thing just for them. Whereas yeah. I know that this shit kind of doesn't matter. That's a different deal when you don't know, which is virtually anybody listening to this that it doesn't matter but that's the audience there's no there's no blood there as far as a relationship goes uh for family that's a different thing yeah and then if they're dealing with like and it's it's gossipy yeah i saw somebody on uh the tma fan page and the thread about i guess it was aaron goldsmith taking the job and dan caesar I can't recall. Oh, no, that column that Dan Caesar wrote this past week about Dan. I don't know what the, I still don't know what that was about. I'm not saying it to mock it. I just don't really know what that was about. Where he said, you know, maybe Dan can get the job back. And then he's just kind of acknowledging that he's just speculating. Mm-hmm. My theory on that is he was told that they were going to have the hire done by last Friday. And that was going to be his column. Gotcha. And then when he didn't have it, then he had to fill. Right. That's an interesting that because otherwise it just doesn't right doesn't that, and, I, and I've been on that in that spot with him on something with my own situation my own person literally a personal I mean it's professional but my own individual situation and I go yeah it was about my contract and I go I didn't sign it and he goes well I'm still planning on writing about it I go well I didn't sign it so there's nothing to write about right and well, goes, I see well, Randy right. and Hadley so we I said they that's fine it's my signature it's my contract <laughs> right and I'm not in the gossip column business. And that's what it is. And somebody said, well, I mean, it is one of the most, anytime he writes, it's the most read thing. And I go, well, page six in my mind, I'm going, well, page six is the most read thing in New York Post. It's a gossip column. Yeah. And it's a local for a relatively small market or big small market or small big market, however you want to call St. Louis. With a lot of people who are from here, it's a nice little gossipy thing. Usually it's not written you know, on uh, Thursday night's blues broadcast, Darren Pang said this, and the production, it's not, that's not what it is. It's who said this and who's doing this. And I get it. And it comes with the territory. Do I enjoy it? I do not. But it comes with the territory. And right. I don't have anything personal against Dan Caesar because I recognize that's the job. The thing that can be tough is for family when it's a negative one. And it's also can feature something that's inaccurate or somebody saying something that I know is inaccurate, but I'm not in a spot where I'm going to say anything. Then family deals, and then the friends of the family ask about it, and then friends of fr- friends, and then it, I mean, sometimes I even have friends, and I'm like, God, man, you've known me for like 40 years, and you're asking about something, you know? It's like, yeah. Kind of got it, but whatever, it, it comes with it. So those are the, the some of the drawbacks that are way way more real. But the trade-off is I don't really think I've ever had a true – well, I've had a job when I've had to operate the stations. But as far as the stuff from since from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. since 2004, I've worked, but I really haven't worked. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that's the trade-off. Yeah. And if you tell me in 2004 that this thing is going to last 19 years, you're going to get your ass ripped, you're going to get drugged through the newspaper, and there's going to be something called social media that is going to you know have hate accounts and all that stuff and hate and whatever – but this is what's going to happen, and you know, 
I, it, without question, you Every take day of the it. Week, right. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. So that's how that's how that's the prism. You don't say I don't want it. This is the the cost of it. Yeah. That's something I've explained. Uh, you know, whether it be on this topic or that, there's a push and a pull on so many different levels of most decisions. Very rarely is there the perfect decision. Okay, it's a pros and cons, or it's this. It goes back to something I always say: is the juice worth the squeeze? Yep. But I really do. That's how I think through things. That's a great mantra. It it truly is. Yeah, and I think another thing for me personally on like, you know, because I entered the show 22 years old, fresh out of college. You know, it, it, I was probably. And I'm only 24 now, but like something that was big for me that I know helped me was like put the stuff that I know people could attack out on my own. Like I'm the one who said I am pale as a ghost. I'm the one who said I'm losing my hair. You know, that kind of shit. Like yeah. doing that yourself, like if you do it yourself, it's uh, the end of Eminem, uh, 8 Mile when he battles Anthony Mackie. And he says he lists all the things that you could possibly attack me for. And then he says, now tell these people something they don't know about me. Yeah. Like that is a really, really good way of like, if if you are insecure about anything, you say it first. Therefore, you know, you're the one attacking yourself. And it just makes it, I don't know, it makes it easier to accept things. Like if I, wa- if I was like really nervous about my hair falling out, I wouldn't have said like I am balding because that's mm-hmm. something I would have tried to hide. Right. No, I see what you're saying. I, I, think, I think it also conveys to the, the audience that you're just going to fuck around. Right. Which gives a, a tone... Like, for example, because we've kind of gotten to see it with Balloon Party. Um, when we first came in, I remember seeing texts like people like, why are you guys so self-deprecating? And I'd be like, I don't know any other way. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, I don't, but, but it, it's not because I view it as the only, it's, it's my personality. I think it's your personality. Yeah, it's just because it, it conveys, we're just going to fuck off. Yeah. I can't, I, I am not, it's not who I am, nor is it something I have any interest in of doing like a serious where you cannot fuck around sports show. Right. It's just not who I am or a new show for, for that matter. It's not who I am. And so I'm, my personality is what you hear, like it, dislike it, whatever, but that's what you hear. And so now I feel like they've caught on. And I guess that maybe that doesn't go on because it's maybe not as personality based on there. I don't know. Um, but and by that, I mean not because there aren't personalities. They are covering sports topics. It's more topic-driven, right, more right. local sports or national sports topic-driven. TMA is obviously personality. personality. It's, yeah. it's 100%. The show is essentially about the show. Right, exactly. It's, and, a char- it's character development in a sense. Right. Not so, to the extent where it's like pre-planned, but that is the idea. And it's there's absolutely no development whatsoever, <laughs> but it's about – so that's the thing, and that's that's – that's the hook. But again, there wasn't a plan. It just kind of happened that way, which I would imagine was probably subconsciously from growing up and listening to Howard Stern because it's essentially the same deal, you know, same kind of style, uh, minus the interviews. So, uh, with that said, um, yeah, I don't think, you know, Plowboy will occasionally come out of nowhere and just like, Go at like Joshy Tuna today. Really bothered him. <laughs> and I loved it. And Iggy is is as Doug calls it crestfallen <laughs> with the reaction sometimes about the breathing. By the way, I put a poll up on the TMA fan page. I haven't looked at the results. Somebody with the 436 votes. Last time I looked at it, Let's see where we're at now. Um, well, as to whether or not people can hear the breathing. 454 now. Uh, 276 say yes, 178 say no. 
trying to find out if it's number one, if it's real, because Doug and I truly don't hear it, and the audience can't possibly believe that. But I mean, if I heard it, and it, if I heard something that was wrong with the production, right? You so would. if you have, you know, whatever this is, sixty-seven percent ish of people saying that they hear it, I, I just want to figure out a way to improve it. And I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. I just know that it gets it gets brought up, and then it really bothers me. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, Doug doesn't get bothered by, I'm trying to think of anything, like anything, anything, anything. He had it out one time, and you probably were in elementary school, for actually, mathematically, I'm certain you were in elementary school, with the cat. The cat said some things that pissed him off. I mean, this isn't like, oh, hold on, finally, this was a long time ago. And I've worked with Doug since 2000, and it was the only time... In that entire time where I would, I don't even call it raising, you know, growing up, how I did, where I did, raising your voice is all I knew. So the, my bar is different, but like going after the cat, because the cat had kind of, and, and he went after him. Uh, but I don't know what Doug, you know, yeah, Doug's just like Doug's thing is block them and then just, <laughs> and just go away. Yeah, Doug, Doug's outlook on that kind of stuff is honestly inspirational. Yeah, you know, the way it just like rolls off of him and you play into it. And Doug's Doug said it on uh, the show the other day when we were doing something about a local news broadcast where he's like, you can never let the audience feel sorry. Like you have to laugh everything off in terms of local news. Like right. you can't let them like ever feel sorry for you. Like if something messes up. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I agree with it. But that's the th- and then I told the story of working at KMOV with him where I did the exact same thing that I did at KOMU, which is in Columbia, which is just make fun of the situation. Yeah. And it made it work. And then they cut to like the news anchor who is still actually working in the business, which is super rare. Uh, just because most people don't ever even get into the business, much less last a quarter of a century. Uh, and she was like, looked like she might have been pissing herself, laughing so hard at the situation. Like, there's nothing you can do. And Missouri had just lost a huge football game to Kansas State in 1998. K-State was number one in the country with Michael Bishop. Uh, and I'm like, what else can I do? I mean, it's and it's, it's going to happen. It's a student station. It's going to happen. Right, right. So whatever. So then I do the same thing less than two years later at KMOV when all hell's breaking loose. And then there's one, we have the, the, at the time it was tapes of the broadcast, channel one of the audio is the broadcast. And then channel two is, you can hear the director, all right, roll two, dissolve graphic, you know, whatever, all right, back on camera, camera one, whatever. And all hell was breaking loose. And he goes, what? What did he say? (laughs) Well, fuck him! (laughs) (laughs) Which made the situation funnier. Well, I mean, the audience didn't know it. Right, right, right. I, I, I don't even know how I found out about it. Because it's not like I would go back and, like, review my sports cast and go, oh, did I do good work? You know, it was I, somehow we had it. Maybe one of the producers thought it was funny and wanted me to hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, I, what else am I supposed to do? It's, I know I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Um, as far as, like, I didn't, you know, I'm not I'm not capable of playing whatever, putting up graphics. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so, so call or not call her, Adam. It's a good question. Um. But I, but I, I think I can speak for all five people. I'm confident when it comes to Jackson and Doug uh, that it's just, it's just kind of part of the deal, and it's, it's, it's essentially okay. It's, it's whatever date you pay your mortgage, whatever date you pay your rent. Right. It's just part of the deal to have the house or to have the apartment, and Absolutely. that's just, that's just the way that it works. Right. And if it gets to a point that you don't like having the house, and you go, okay. And yeah, but exactly. it's been, it's been 
a while. I, I, but I think, I think age, having a family, having children, and then it gets to a point where, like, even if you hate me or hate the show, I think it would be tough to go, well, it, you know, it failed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it kind of doesn't, and again, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because that wouldn't be a fair way to describe it, but the verdict is in yeah. and whether you like it, it's, it's over. And so whenever it comes to an end, it comes to an end. Um, but, and, and whether it's our choosing or somebody else's, then, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not the same, um, mentality when you're first starting out and you're trying to prove yourself and, and hold on to a job, I suppose, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for lack of a better term. So getting your ass lit up is one of the job responsibilities. Oh, yeah. I knew the second I said I'm going on a boys trip to eastern Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains, I was going to get my ass ripped. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't know that. So I knew what I was doing. I knew I, what I was, I wasn't like trying to plan anything, but I was, I knew when I was going to say it. So nothing came as a surprise when I got the Brokeback Mountain text. By the way, fantastic picture. So if, if you haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't I, seen it. I don't be, think I have. Oh, you should see Brokeback Mountain is as good as it gets. But, uh, you know, I knew that was going to happen. And like you said, I think you put it perfect. It's the cost of doing business. You know, that's the, the nature of the show is, in a sense, a roast. So you can't, you know, you, you take the roast, you take it. And I think Adam said it. He goes, you got to take some shit and you can give some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a give and take situation. So, you know, I never, ever leave TMA, like, upset. I don't ever be, I'm never in TMA upset. I might get frustrated with, like, something behind the scenes. January 7th, 2021. Yeah, that was worst I mean without question I mean there's not even like there's that and I don't even know if there's a second place because I can't think of whatever is second right 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 you know right but yes that that was that That was was, rough that was where I sat with my wife and I go that that might be I might be kind of ready to move on and do something else because I can't I can't do this but then you know it's not like management you know as you might imagine uh you know i think i think we were in a group text as we are and said hey i think it's just the politics thing isn't yeah it's not for us it's it's just not it's not there's there's no upside yeah exactly whatsoever so why are we doing it and i really wish we would have had that policy for that that day, and I, that leads me to this email, which I know I've already read because I got it today at eleven twelve, and I, it's usually from a guy who isn't a QFTA guy, so I read it. Timmy, I think one of your greatest strengths, and that's immediately how you can get read on yeah, on any a, show. I'm great immediately. Start. Oh well, that's please, <laughs> Timmy. I think one of your greatest strengths as an entertainer slash broadcaster is the ability, maybe awareness, to shut the hell up when Doug Plowsy or Iggy get on a roll. Doug's takes are generally substantive, albeit from a conservative perspective. I wonder if you don't engage him because of a more more liberal guy, you don't see any upside for the show or your relationship with him in getting into a political pissing contest on the air. The best are Darren's sports takes. Plowsy is awesome, but his hot takes are usually completely lacking substance. What facts they're based on, I really don't know, <laughs> but it's entertaining. Yeah. And again, you have the awareness to recognize it's amusing and just let him roll rather than automatically calling BS on him or challenging him to back it up. 
I've been listening for a long time, and I really think the show is better than it's ever been. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at this. Just prove me wrong. <laughs> and I fucking read the thing like an hour ago, too. Uh, I really don't want this to be condescending, but I hope you realize and embrace what a nice run you boys are on. You're in your mid-40s, I think. I can confirm. And it's possible this will be the best run you and the show have. It sounds like Sound Story's doing great, and the move to Hubbard seems like a home run. I'm 56, and about 10 years ago, I had a run professionally that was great. My firm and I were firing on all cylinders, and at the time, I thought it would never end. I still have a great gig and love what I do, but market environments change, competition gets stiffer, and I'm no longer 42 and invincible. I have a lot of good years left, and I still love working uh, for this firm, but I'm not sure we'll have a run like I experienced years ago. Enjoy the success and save slash invest every dollar you can. You are talented, things are going really well, but you just don't know what the future holds. Okay, that's enough unsolicited advice from a random listener. Um... And I don't believe that he wants his name out there. Um, but with that said, uh, I appreciate it. I, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. For those of you saving investing, God, I just wish I would have started earlier. Holy crap. Uh, and that's why I'm so happy for you. God bless you. And, and anybody who listens to this show or TMA and, and has gotten with, whether it be Mark Hanna or any financial advisor, yeah. Mark says that himself. It doesn't have to be him. Uh, because God, it just makes such a difference. Holy crap! The, I, the one thing I guess I was ahead on was the five twenty nine, and I'm sure I've brought that up to yeah, you before the, for the education. College fund, yeah. But so help me, I think my first son was born, and I didn't know about it. And I think within a week, it was brought to my attention, and I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, oh, there goes some more money out the door. Wasn't even thinking about. It. I guess I knew it was coming. I just was like, it's not coming until he's eighteen. Right, right. No, you can do something now, and so to just throw as much as I can in that now for both of my sons is is certainly what I'm doing. But God, I just wish I would have done it at 24, as you've heard me say a billion times. Um, I, I feel like actually what he wrote in the second paragraph, and I know you can't see the paragraph break, is something we've talked about, about having the gratitude in the moment for what is going on. And also, unfortunately, because of my whatever way and I think a lot of it is kind of PTSD from some of the stuff that we've been through I just were I was telling this to somebody on the phone yesterday I just uh, oh good friend of mine uh, I said I, I, I just I unfortunately just operate in the premise that it won't last that doesn't mean that it won't last but in my mind it's like I always have to be working on something because in my opinion somehow something is going to happen and I can't just you know, assume everything is going to work for the next however many years, you know, that's just, that's just how I am. So with regards to what Chuck is saying, um, I could not agree more. I am, I, and I, and I also think it's as healthy, whether it's, whether it's a relationship, yeah. uh, whether it's a family situation, whether it's professional, a vacation, a moment with your significant other, whatever the fuck it is, in the moment to go, God, I mean, this is, have gratitude. I think it's healthy for the mind. I think oh, biochemically yeah, yeah. it's healthy, but I also just think from a mental standpoint. Presence, man. It's all about being present yeah. when you can. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's tough. But again, that, that's, that, that's what I'm, so I'll have these days now. I don't even know, well, yesterday, for example, because, you know, the Chappelle, Chris Rock thing ended at midnight, didn't get to sleep until one in the morning. I knew I was going to feel like shit yesterday. I also knew, so my wife's like, you're going to take a nap. And I'm like, I'd love to, 
but if I can get to eight o'clock, then you get yeah. It's it's, it's better, you That's know. It's just better. So recognize today's kind of going to be a waste. You know, I mean, I did the shows, but as far as any other business, or I shouldn't work on any other business also because I won't be firing at all cylinders. Yeah. But you don't have that presence of mind. I don't think most people in their 20s or even 30s would have some of these things that come with experience. They're not about being smart. You go, oh, I recognize in this circumstance, it's it's really, I mean, it take, you can take so many things back to poker, daily fantasy, whatever. Okay, if you do this and it doesn't work, then then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Or if I do this and it does work, then try to make sure that you you do it. Right. And so if I'm and I say that sometimes my wife, it's got nothing to do with you. I'm just having a day where I'm just not in a good place. But you also know that it'll last for a day and then I'll be fine. So let's not even worry about it because it's just sometimes it's just the way that it is. Yeah. Um, with regards to his first paragraph, which I think is, I, I like the observation he makes, not because it's necessarily a compliment to me, but there is a strategy to it. I think if anything, though, I get more criticism of it, especially back when we talked politics. And today, I bet he's sending this in because today Doug kind of went on a crime thing and then yeah. the Plowboy and Iggy got involved in it. I don't, I, th- I think the portrayal of me as being super liberal, not that this gentleman is doing that, is not necessarily, I, I just, I am anti-religion and government. That is, and, and at this particular moment, then that would be a, a part, a big part of the Republican Party. Yeah. But I'm anti-religion and government. I'm anti-dogma in government also. And I feel like the left now has its share of dogma. It's not necessarily religious dogma, but it's some dogma that personally I just am not on board with dogma in general. Um, so with that said, uh, just since he touched on the liberal thing, I don't I don't I, and I've said this before. I always use the example of Jim Hayes when we would talk Mizzou football to his credit. He wasn't into it. He's oftentimes working Cardinal games at the same time or Blues game. Right. And so he didn't see it. And so he didn't feel the need to, like, just to be heard, jump in. Yeah. So if there's five motherfuckers on a show, not all five of the motherfuckers need to be talking. Yeah. And maybe the show is viewed as I'm the guy because I'm the point person, but everybody's welcome to talk. And if I don't have anything to say, I get out of the way. Uh, I intentionally don't debate Darren because it's not coming from it's he's not doing what I do I, and I and I would like I'd be the wet blanket on that thing yeah now the audience may get angry about it about whether that we're not correcting him or that it becomes pepper and genie on TMA or um, or that I'm not involved or just the stuff that he is saying but also some plenty of people like it yeah. too oh, yeah. and like oh good I'm glad he's saying I totally agree with him you know so th- I'm not the I'm not on on the beat walking around with the nightstick policing TMA and people's opinions. Right. Doug has views that I absolutely don't share politically. If you see Doug's likes on Twitter, I mean, that's something we've talked about before. Sometimes I'll just be screwed now that they have this new feature with a for you thing. Because yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen Doug's likes and we would get tweets about it. Doug's likes. And I go, God, why don't I do it? And when Doug will talk about it, my likes are the only ones people see, you know, he, and, uh, and I'll just be like, he just he just sees things differently. Yeah. But my, I don't view people through, and I'm not saying I'm above it at all. Maybe I should. I don't know. So he thinks one thing. 
my interactions with Doug Vaughn go back to 2000. I feel like now we're back in 2020 and I'm like defending Doug. <laughs> right. But he's a good guy. The best. And so he thinks things that I don't think politically fucking i just don't care yeah i just couldn't care any less you're jewish i'm catholic I, how many times have we ever talked about it this might be the first time we've ever talked about it right i guess you are i don't know i guess uh, i am i don't fucking i don't know i don't really it culturally okay so great god bless a man who gives a shit i yeah, just don't exactly. care i just it, wonderful if you were gay what, couldn't fucking care any less right uh so it just i just it just doesn't so he so he's welcome to give his views. We have an agreement amongst the five of us that we're not going to talk politics. I think almost without exception since January 7th, we've adhered to that. Yeah. Um, Doug goes on tangents sometimes about it. I, I talk about pornography. Doug doesn't go, hold on a second. You know, why is Abigail Mack doing that? You know, I mean, he kind of stays out of it. Or he does his thing where he makes sounds and reacts. Which is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that, you're exactly right. Like, be five people on the show, not necessarily every single topic, all five need to be discussing and engaging or debating. You know, that's just not how. Right. That's not how. And so it when works. Iggy gets shit because he'll jump in and he, you know, hasn't watched a game, you know, it would behoove him to practice the play of yeah, you don't need to be involved. Right. And you also don't need to be unhappy that you're not involved. Just enjoy yourself, and you know, the, the comp is still the same whether you're exactly. involved. Exactly. You don't way. get paid by take. Right. So, just sit it out. So in this case today, I'm like. Uh, this is this is such a I just let's I, I I personally don't like the conversation not because I'm uncomfortable it is it's 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 a toxic conversation it's I was about divisive to you, divisive well sense. divisive but I'm fine with divisive I'm not right. necessarily against divisive it it becomes then we're debating facts right. we're not debating opinions nothing is going to be said that hasn't been said before. I can already, I already know, because you know some of the names of the textures, who's going to love it and who's not. And it's like, uh, Opinions won't change. It's, it's just like, it's, it's just not, it's not my, it does, it bores me. That's, that's actually what it is. It bores me. It bores me. It's not a, con, it's, it just bores me. Mm-hmm. But because it bores me doesn't mean I then say we're not talking about it. Right. I think that would be uncool unkind whatever words you want to do they there are two guys on the show at least and in that case i think there were three i think darren was active oh, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. was active and just because i'm personally bored by it doesn't mean it's my place to jump in people were active this wasn't a case where it's like crickets and iggy's talking about like a recipe or something this was people were engaged in the conversation oh yeah, oh, yeah. and and only i and it used to be tim do something you know or we'll, you'll see those come in oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of times where i can tell like okay this is you know but i can't fucking get my voice into you know I, i'm aware i need to eject trust me i mean i've been doing this a long time but i can't i don't want to like rudely step right, on somebody right, right. so you just like find that there's an art eighth to of it. a second yeah and then i get in there and i give the text line the phone line the email line and i that's 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 it it's not really all that complicated it's like i just explained to you how i paint my pollock you know this is just how i this is just what i do and because I can tell when something just isn't, in my opinion, working. But in this case, people were engaged. I just personally wasn't because it's a boring topic to me. The city, Kim Gardner, people shooting, not getting arrested. The city's going nowhere. It's dying. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I And I, I share the opinion, but also I'm, I, no one's going to offer any solutions. Yeah. You know, you want to get into it? Fine. The tax base has moved out of the city limits. There is no funding for it. 
and it is not necessarily a fixable problem if you want to put a face on it and blame Tashara Jones or Kim Gardner or Sam Page, you know, feel free, whatever. It, it and Some people like it and some people won't like it. I guess this kind of speaks to the first email of when you've done something long enough, you have an idea of what works and you also have an idea of how things play out, and so you just kind of... No, it's not a good one as far as a topic that's going to lead to a productive discussion, so to speak. But I also know some people do like it. It's not necessarily political, so it doesn't I mean, in my opinion, it's it's not. I don't know if others would because nobody was saying, you know, you need to get a Republican in there. You need whatever. It was, right, it right. was about the city. We've talked about the city, the region before. I just wasn't engaged and I wouldn't be engaged. Um but, but I also think if I jump in and say, hey, we're not talking about this, even though I wouldn't say it like that, but if I cut it off, I think I'd let it go for, i let it go. I don't even like saying that. It went on for 10 to 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, if that. And then Larry Nichols texted in, it's time to get to the W recap. Okay. So, you know, went from that to that and, you know, went to a break and then came back and turned my brain back on. Yep. <laughs> we went. And that's, yeah, and that's, and, that, and that's how you make the sausage. And, then, and you don't really think about it either. It's just, like, it's natural and that's what you do. And you don't, and like you said, like, it's not anybody's job on the show, the police topics right. or police I mean, if Doug, not thoughts. that Doug would ever do it, but if, he, if Doug were to say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with you talking about the fact that you, you know, have had foursomes, orgies, whatever, or, you know, your porn star thing. I'd be like, okay, you know, I'd be like, what the fuck, you know, it's just, right. it's not even, it's not even like in the scope of the show, but I, I, I respect, even though I don't share his views, I respect that he feels strongly about some things and it's not my place to come in. Also, here's the other thing. I don't follow it very closely. That's another thing. Right. I don't, as far as like the day-to-day news. Right, day-to-day stuff, yeah. The day-to-day, yeah, I mean, I can speak from a macro standpoint on the city of St. Louis and why things are the way they are, but... Uh, not that I would be speaking with de- super deep knowledge, but have an idea of it as a, as a resident and as a city resident growing up and a city resident up until 2012. But Doug is passionate about it. I'm not going to in, in get involved in a discussion also where I don't know about yeah. the topic. Yeah. And I don't want to say I don't care because I care, but I don't think that any, I don't think any fruits are going to be born because of the conversation. Right. So uh, that's, that's, I, I don't think I appreciate the compliment. I don't think the compliment is exclusive to me. Um, you're in a different spot because you're in a different room. But I, th- I think I suppose if there are a couple things here, here's a couple ways to improve TMA from my perspective. Social media needs to be better. I've been I've been beating that drum for a long time. When we were buying KFNS in June of 2020, I had hired somebody who I'm now working with on Sound Story. I had hired somebody. Um, that was almost going to be his only role was going to be social media. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how much I view it. And that was two and a half years ago at this point. Uh, and that's, by the way, you know, I'm not taking oh, a know, shot I at know. you, but just for the purpose of the clarification right. for the audience sake, I mean, Jesus, how many things can you do? Um, so that's something. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and not because it needs to be better because you just need to do it. It's an opportunity for growth. Yeah, Absolutely. It's and not, when you have somebody in KG and O-Town who I know is hungry to do it, has an incredible work ethic and can do things, uh, both from a talent standpoint and also a time responsibility standpoint when compared to me and you, right? 
you try to bring that person in and improve Absolutely. the product. The means to an end. There's a means to an end. Absolutely. It's not, it's not just going through the motions. Right, and not just going, okay, we're going to put something out and hope we can find it. We have the person. Yeah. And then secondarily, ideally, when somebody doesn't know about a topic or care about a topic, not engage in the conversation and just let the people who do engage in the conversation. Yeah. And that includes me. And so today's example on the crime discussion, yeah, I don't necessarily know about it. And I recognize that that might not have made me alone in the conversation, but also I don't really, it's not that I don't care about it. I've just been part of the discussion so long, right. so many times that it bores me. The topic itself, if you're having a, like if I were sitting here with somebody involved in it, just privately or on the air, absolutely interests me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely interests me. The radio version or the Facebook version of talking about it bores the fuck out of me. Bores the fuck out of me. And I don't even know if bores is the right word. Nothing new comes to light. And I can like write down on a list who's going to pop up and say what they're going to say. And it's going to be, you know, and it just that that's, that's what I'm talking about. So I think what Chuck is saying is is overall the principle of of letting people have their topic yeah is is just good broadcasting podcasting yep um and it's not to say that you know it, it has to be that way because like i said what he or what he said like plowboy getting all worked up about the cardinals i find it amusing but i don't i don't i don't have my finger up going hold on a second what you said there is an it's it is what it is and if and if it upsets you it upsets you I just, he's welcome to his opinions. For sure. Today, he caught me with one thing where he said, I guess I think he said something like, the PGA Tour is dying. <laughs> and I was kind of half paying attention. And I, hold on, I, and I, because I really wanted to ask him, like, what is he basing that on? And then it kind of became a, but I didn't know, you know. But I mean, if you want to take it one direction, Liv is certainly impacting. I would imagine the PGA Tour's margins are decreasing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on which way you're you're taking the right. conversation. All perspective. Into yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, got a bunch more here, um, but we uh, Jackson, the let me make sure I uh, delete the ones that we tended to, and you are always welcome to send them in. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. QFTA Jackson and I have a sales meeting coming up here in in six minutes. Jackson, what would you like to say? Uh, before uh, you head to Jamaica, I guess we'll have the Pick 6 podcast. Are you getting ready to settle? Yeah. You are getting ready to settle. Well, I guess I shouldn't have revealed that. My law, my law team would not be too happy I said well, that. Mathematically, it would just yeah. be the smart thing. Uh, I guess I'll go, I'll go two things. One, if Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture, I'm oh, going like to throw an absolute fit. He's because, like Bernie's bits. He's your yeah, it's just real Burkett's quick. Picks. Well, yeah, okay. that's nice. Perkett's bits. Yeah. Uh, real quick, if Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture, I'm going to throw. I'm going to start throwing things. God, I hope that wins just for my entertainment. Uh, if that wins. Because it will not play well. Your reaction condemning it will not play well with our audience, which will be the entertaining part of it. Good stuff. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> goodness. Because uh, if we have to dust off a 30-year-old movie and put Tom Cruise back in You know in it's it. not winning. I mean, there's it's it's not winning. Yeah, I, I would be shocked. But if but it will be, I mean, I, for my entertainment, I hope it wins, and your reaction will be wonderful. Because if we have to dust off a 30-year-old movie, a remake, and a, a you know, fine movie, but holy hell, and that wins, I'll throw a fit. Two, I talked about mysteries last week. Finished mystery novel, outstanding, would recommend it, an unwanted guest by Sheree 
Sherry Lapina. Sherry Lapina, a great one. I'm starting a new one that's uh, based on a resort in a tropical island where things go amiss. And I think it's a perfect book to lead in Jamaica. It's called The Retreat. So you're um, going to be sitting there poolside reading mystery books in Jamaica. This one's more of a thriller. Uh, this is more for the plane. Um, if I find like a spot a divorce to... <laughs> I know. It rare, is kind of hack for me to read a, mysteries and thrillers. 60-year-old divorcee poolside looking for a pool boy. <laughs> this is, you're going to be there reading I a can't mystery say, novel and like lowering your sunglasses. Right, a... Just caked in sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so hot. But um, I started a new one that's about you know a, a retreat in... Uh, in a tropical island where things go awry, and I, it's, I'm already hooked again. So, more, See, if you got, this, is, this is an example of I have no interest, but you're engaged, and therefore wide berth. Right, but the bigger thing is if Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture, I'm going to be upset. God, the next time we do QFTA, you will have spent four nights with Lisa Ann. Yeah, boy. The stories we'll have, or won't have I don't know you. what, I really don't. The stories we'll have on in Jamaica, like, and it doesn't have to be like... Lisa Ann related or anything, just the stories we'll have. It's just going to be such a great time. Do you have any anxiety whatsoever regarding the trip? No. I have a lot. Wow. But it, it's, you, you have no reason to have the anxieties I have. Well, I don't like Do you know what my anxieties are? I was about to say it's so you already got to read. Oh, I assume a lot of it has to do with leaving your kids behind. Yeah. yeah. For, for as long as we are, I hate it. I'm really uncomfortable with it. My wife's really uncomfortable with it. Is this the longest you'll have left? Oh, yeah. I mean, Aiden's a year old on yeah, Friday, so he has his first birthday, and then we're out the door at three in the morning. Yeah. Um, I hate that. I just hate it. I hate it. I mean, don't get me wrong. In an, like, if, if we could, like, be in St. Louis and have a few days where, you know, but we can still see them to, to make sure that we're around. Right, right. But this makes me and my wife really uncomfortable. Uh, and then... Um, well, I mean, that's it. Just yeah. traveling. Yeah, travel anxiety is natural. You but know, the, but it's tra- It's not, I mean, I've obviously traveled a decent amount, but, but domestically, but when you're traveling without your two sons, and right. one's five and one's one, yeah, that's just not, it's not, it's not the way I usually do things. Right. And so it's like, oh, we can go to Jamaica and do the show? Holy shit, of course, yes. I think, oh, God, you know, it's like rushing out to buy the Chappelle and Chris Rock tickets on a Sunday night. I, I'm, I look back on it, I go, God, and I was doing it while we were doing Balloon Party. I'm yeah. hosting the show, and like, and I go, God, it's just, and it wasn't necessarily about the dollars. It was more about, although that was ridiculous, but it was about doing something and just not necessarily thinking through it. It's not the way that I usually am, which is which is not necessarily, as I always say, a pleasant way to live. But in this case, I'm like, man, I wish that I would have thought through this more because I can tell it's bothering my wife and her parents who are going to watch our sons. I can tell this is something that's got, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a tall oh, order. Yeah, right. That's a tall order. Yeah. And then for our, I mean, our one-year-old isn't going to know what the hell's going on, but for our five-year-old, yeah, it's it's not something, it's probably if I would have had time to think about it, and I, I did have time to think about it, it's only when he's saying, hey, you got to go to Jamaica, <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't have done, yeah. you know, and it's something like, if and I don't even like, it's possible, like if I could, I would not go, not because I don't want to go, my God, right? I absolutely want to go, but it's this, it's basically all of Saturday I mean, it is all Saturday, yeah, it is. all of Sunday, all of Monday, all of Tuesday. And it really is all of Wednesday. We don't get back. I wouldn't be back at my house if I'm lucky until 11 o'clock on, on, on Wednesday night. Well, yeah. the kids are already in bed. Yeah. It's five days. Right. 
we haven't done that. That's a one-year-old and a five-year-old. I really, and just leaving them. What if something happens? You know, either place. I don't, I really have a great deal of anxiety about it in a major way. And my wife does and her parents do. And to my extent, my parents do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing well with that part of it. So it's understandable. your situation is, but that's why I was wondering if you had it. If, right. If, if I mean, I, just naturally, I think like anytime you're traveling, layover always makes me nervous. You know, because, you know, your plane, your first plane is a little late and then that affects the second plane. That's always, uh, anytime there's layover. That's why I always, if I can, like pay for more for a direct flight. Obviously, there's no direct flights from St. Louis to Jamaica. But in the case, flying domestically, I almost always go for the direct route because you know, take that problem out of it. Um, but, you know, for the most, I mean, for me, it's obviously different for you. Oh, I don't yeah. have dependents or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, so, I'm the only one really with... I mean, Doug has dependents, but they're all in their you know, the yeah. youngest is Greg, right, and yeah. he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So it's a totally different uh, set of circumstances. Yeah, he doesn't, you don't, and Plowhawk doesn't, yeah. and he has a you know longtime girlfriend, but, but she'll, she'll be, be there right. as well. So yeah. it's just a different mindset. But I mean, if I said, "Hey, is it all right if I don't go?" I don't think that's uh yeah, that might be a non-starter. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I got to go. Yeah. Because I don't want to blow up the trip for everybody. But, yeah, yeah if, if I could go back, I'd be like, holy shit, it's just not, now isn't the time. It's not that I don't want to do it. Now with a one-year-old and a five-year-old, it's just not the time. And I'm kicking myself for that, not because I don't want to go, but because of the circumstances with the family. So, anyway, there it is, uh, QFTA, HomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and then also Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at DesignAirService.com. And Munganass, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota with the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganass. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.